Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Ozark Season 3, Episode 1, War Time. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher who loves Ozark, and this is my second watch through of it. I'm here with a former student of mine, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. We're in the trenches here on this episode of Ozark, and I'm very excited to discuss it, possibly depending on my feelings towards the episode. Uh, but Mr. Oh. Sal, how are you feeling about it? Uh, I, I'm feeling like I watched Wartime and uh, I took notes on it. I think it's important for the listeners to realize that we've both seen through it. Uh, season four is yet to drop, but this is spoiler free. Uh, me, me and Mr. Sal are very excited for it. So Mr. Sal, as per yes. tradition, I have to guess your Ozark score. No, it's, I have to guess your Ozark score. Oh, my bad. I got the wrong <laughs> but I mean, you're welcome to guess mine as well. <laughs> no, no, but, no, no, please, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, but I but I think it is worth uh, emphasizing here. We will not spoil. We well, we actually can't spoil season four at this point. We won't spoil anything that happens later in season three until the end of the episode when we'll enter the spoiler zone. So, Kurt, yes, I think this is probably your least favorite season premiere of Ozark. Uh, I don't know if it's. I'm I'm just trying to decide if you gave it an eight or if you stuck with a nine i i don't think you gave this a 10 hmm i think you gave this one an eight really i do i gave it a 10 a 10 minus one. A 10? Really? minus one nine yeah, okay right. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> i think that i didn't kind of guess what you're rating i think you gave it a 10 i think you might have given this i think you gave this a nine yeah i did i i actually i I think this is a low nine though yeah Um, i agree i agree yeah there's there's really not a lot exciting going on but my god i love the last 10 minutes (laughs) the 10 minutes are great yeah the the last 10 minutes are are so spectacular i couldn't give it less than a nine i I really like this that that nine is a recency bias nine because i was not loving the episode up until that point up until the top point where wendy gets on the plane with omar navarro I, i'd that... say i'd say you know it's it's a slow burn like even that stuff is very i i think it just gets a low nine like I, even if there was that navarro stuff maybe i would give it an eight. Oh, the, the navarro stuff isn't even my favorite stuff but that's that from that point on it's spectacular okay because Sorry. because from that point on we also get uh well, wait a minute here. Yeah, I mean, we, see now, Evans. we also get we we also see Evans. We see Frank Jr. get tossed off the top deck. Uh-huh. We see uh, uh, my Wendy favorite, the house. my favorite. Yeah. Oh my god, that's my favorite scene. Oh, I man. love that scene. But, yeah, and let me, let me just say, Wendy. this is this is the second. Is it maybe it's even more than that? This is at least the second major payoff of Kaleidoscope since Kaleidoscope. Screw kaleidoscope, though. I'm not. I'm not giving kaleidoscope any. I mean, maybe I should. It's just, but the formatting of the episode's still so oh, bad. It's a mess. That's <laughs> like, the, that's, like that's the thing. Kaleidoscope is a mess. But we have had two great payoffs of that episode. We had uh, Petty uh, being blackmailed by Marty uh, with the video of oh, Nelson Petty shooting up his mom. So yep. good. And that, and then we have now we have this. We have Wendy doing in the house what she tells us that she used to do in houses when she was a kid. Oh, that scene was <laughs> spectacular. What do you like more? Do you watching... like the, like the petty payoff or uh, Wendy? Oh no, the, I I love the Wendy payoff more, and here's why. Uh, when I watched. 
this for the first time you know we're, we're talking about the last scene of the episode here we should probably say this but whatever I'm, <laughs> I'm on a roll so when when i saw this last scene the first time i watched ozark season three so i watched this episode yeah we get to that last scene i'm like that was the most random what the hell is going on scene that i've ever seen on ozark what is going i don't understand what is the point of the scene and then on the rewatch hearing her talk about about exactly that in kaleidoscope I, I was like oh my god that's that's the end of episode one in season three it's like that's exactly what she does now now i get now i get it i didn't get it before so I, i'm so glad that we did the rewatch because boy did it make this scene a lot better but this is one of my favorite scenes in this is my favorite scene in this episode i'm interested to see where i put it probably it probably won't be among my favorite scenes in this season but it's an awesome cute scene, scene. like it tells a lot of where her mindset is and i guess mm -hmm. you know she's really stressed and whatnot and maybe you mm -hmm. know she, maybe she doesn't like her life as much as she's kind of putting it out to be and maybe she feels like she might have made the wrong decision but i don't know oh i have i have the opposite take on it actually yeah that's it I, I, yeah i think i feel like she she's emboldened by this choice she's like on an adrenaline high and feels like she's invincible she can do anything. anything yeah yeah that's how you take <laughs> so, that as i took yeah. that as you know what that's probably the better way to take it as because as a kid yeah. well see the thing is but it seems like as a kid it was a coping mechanism not adrenaline yes high. it was you're okay. right but now she's grown up and she's like you know what though i can leave the doors open and do various things to scare people or residency <laughs> i mean you could definitely view it as a, a almost a a morning of her lost the light that she used to have yeah i took it as that way of like either she missed yep. simpler times right she she's you know um things being too much too quick for her even this whole mm -hmm. navarro stuff because maybe after meeting with navarro you know that that's super stressful she's basically like the way they used to talk to Helen, and so now they're not scared talking to Helen, but Helen looks petrified. I came in the bar, <laughs> like, like, oh my lord, like that is uh, rightfully so. <laughs> All right, well, that's uh, let's talk about the title, Wartime. What do you think of this title? Meh, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, that's exactly. I wrote, I wrote exactly that. I wrote meh. <laughs> I mean, it's good by Ozark standards, maybe because like, it describes the yeah. episode, but like. Yeah. I, I sense that this whole war stuff isn't just going to go away after the first time. I mean, I guess it's the beginning of the war, like war times, but like, I don't, mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't yes, really I, date the episode. I'm trying to figure out what the time frame is between the last episode of season two and the first episode of season About three. six months. Cause they keep saying six months. Cause actually six Jacob months? died six months ago. Yeah. No, yes, oh, you're months. right. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. That's fine then. I'm I'm good with this being war time for, because for a while there I was like, you know, there was no mention of any war in season two. But now it makes sense if it was six months. Things, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think things are heating up on the cartel front. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the symbols if we have to. Oh my God. These symbols are. <laughs> you, know, you don't like these symbols? Oh, they're a mess. Uh, okay. Uh, so, first of all, I, I, don't, I don't like the way any of them look except for the guitar. Uh, that's the only one where I can actually make out the letter. Really? I, I, well, the cards, the cards. I like are the fine, cards, but I like the, the cards. The, uh, slot the machine I don't get, I don't get in terms of the. But letter. the milk carton, I I had to like screw up my eyes and like. I still, I, I don't I see like, it at all. I don't even know yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's the, the shadow. It's the it's the shading. It's the sh it's where the shadow is. 
that makes it an R. So look at the, where the light is. The light part is an R. Oh, I see. Uh, okay, yeah. I see you're saying. Yeah, okay, I'm looking at it now. You're yeah. right. Okay. So, so, but that's it's that's not good. And the so, slot uh, machine is absolute nothing. Kind of like so, a bird head up top. I'm looking at it right now. Yes, exactly. I agree. I agree. The K, I think, is a really nice looking K. Actually, I think that's really. Cool. I do not yeah. see the K. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't see it. Oh, it's like a cursive. Oh, K. oh, now I kind of see yeah. it. Yeah, because the the yeah. stem. Okay, I got it. Yes, and it goes down. Okay, yes, yeah. Okay, it's it's yeah. okay. It took me a while to get it though. I but, I gotta like blurry up my eyes. I just can't really. But I down. but that that K that guitar is the reason why I say these symbols are a mess because I hate that symbol so much. I think it's such <laughs> a terrible symbol for this. Episode. You're not liking the guitar. I, uh, look, I like it as a K. I think it's a great K. Oh, I think there's but, a lot of um. There's two of these symbols are pretty obscure in terms of like they're not actually in the episode, but they're just kind of alluded no, to. No, the, the three of them are in the episode. This is the only I mean, one okay, that's okay. not. Well, I'll, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. I'm talking about the slot machines. Yeah, slot machines are in the episode, yeah. but like nothing significant happens with the slot machine. Yeah, let, let me and let me say this about the slot machine. Like you already got the cards there to represent the exactly. casino, right? And and now you're you're shoehorning this slot machine in here, but it doesn't even look like a good A. So what's the point of the slot machine? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the way. I so I guess let's go through one by one. You know, like actually. Yeah. All right. That's symbols. fine. All so, right. So the cards obviously represent the poker game that Frank Cosgrove Jr. wants desperately to join that Ruth kicks him out of and then tosses him over the edge of the boat. That's fine. Uh, the, those are those, that's a, that's a very very good representation of the episode. No Maybe the best that. representation. Ah, the milk uh, I like good too. I, I like the I like the milk carton better, yeah. but but I can totally. Uh, buy it if you say that you like the cards better. I think I like uh, them better. It's you, more relevant bet- to the episode plot. That's just one you scene, be- but it's a good scene. You better not say that you like the slot machine better than than the milk carton because I, do I don't love me the slot machines. I oh. I was trying to think of the slot machines were related to like a the box idea, right? Of um preloading oh. the boxes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so, I love that by the way. That's, that's yeah, it's so a good cool. idea, I guess. Yeah. But I. That's what I just took it as a relation as like yeah we're getting money from people we're preloading it but okay slot, like, I don't know slot machines have nothing to do with it though <laughs> I don't think, yeah because that was just the table games yeah I was like do the yeah. slot machines all feed into like one box is that why like do they also no, need like, one no. of those boxes <laughs> or like do, or do they like empty up the slot machines and put them in the box so I'm starting or, I don't know I'm start I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say this but I'm starting to wonder if your theory about them using like uh symbols as premonitions of future episodes might actually be coming true because oh, I, 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 I know i know in the next episode like the guitar is actually going to be in the episode and somebody a very very important character shows up at the slot machines so like i i, I don't so I, I don't like to say i'm right always but when i am i am right well let me just say that what they are. i'm gonna I'm gonna be keeping an eye on this. That, that's that's what I'll say because I, I you mentioned it a couple of times last season, and it was like, yeah, we could kind of, you know, really. I remember the pancakes for Charlotte, yeah. but I don't remember yeah. what the other one was. I remember saying it yeah, multiple times. There were a couple of times, and and we, but we could kind of work. Oh, it was the pacifier. It was a big one, but ah, yeah. but, but but we could kind of still kind of finagle these symbols into the episode itself certainly, like, certainly. The, the guitar was certainly not in this episode no like not, there is no guitar at all this is i assume meant to represent ario speedwagon you mean rio speed yeah rio 
there you go okay <laughs> but uh, is that your assumption as well yeah yeah it's gonna, yeah it's okay to, to yeah that's 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 my assumption and and we are going to see them in the next episode so yeah. i'm not sure and i i you know i apologize i don't think that's much of a spoiler though so uh but is it i think it's the next episode maybe it's the episode after that anyway we're going to see ario speedwagon eventually uh and that would have been a good time to use that guitar when we actually see a guitar but since we're not actually seeing a guitar in this episode. We're totally not sure. Yeah, I, maybe it is. And the milk carton, of course, is where Wendy puts the red food dye in the old yeah, house. So. That's fine. And that's fine. that's my favorite representation of the episode. So fair enough. But anyway, so I, I but that guitar really gets under my skin. I do not like that at all. <laughs> I, I don't have I don't have a better symbol but that the, the, the could have been used but i feel like they could have used like somehow like that i don't even know what that's called but the thing that they use to push the money down do you know what i mean oh yeah mom. like i don't know what that like, looks yeah that's actually a really cool thing by the way why is that a thing? oh yeah, like, I yeah. That, could that rip the money though no i don't think so not if you put it in right uh, why can't you just like you know you feed a money into like a vending machine yeah like why can't they feed it like that and uh i don't i think they probably i don't know maybe because you don't want to digitize it i'm not sure well no no i don't mean like that i mean like the same slot but i just take the yeah. money and i just feed it down like vertically hmm. same exact slot i just don't use the tool does it the way it falls uh, down like does it fall down all messy then and they want it to be able to organize when it falls down so it's easier to pick up uh, like if you drop it vertically maybe it'll land vertically like on the side like mm -hmm. i don't know Think i don't know I, I got nothing but <laughs> like i feel like they could have maybe made a k out of that or an a something i don't know <laughs> some sort of symbol could have been made with that and someone's <laughs> arm and maybe it's like something could have been done somewhere yeah, i don't know anyway uh <laughs> yeah there you go all right well let's start running through the episode uh, we're we have one of these disorienting ozark openings where you don't really know where you are. Well, they tell you right away where you are, but you're not sure why you're there because why are we in St. Louis? Why are we in Mexico? What's We don't have any characters in these places, but uh, we're in Mexico and there's a delivery man and he has two boxes on a dolly, goes up to a guy behind the counter and stabs his hand into the counter, turns him around, slits his throat, blood splatters all over the baptismal gowns, which is quite striking. Uh, and he enters the back room where the guy, where there are two guys uh, counting money, and they, he makes them zip tie their hands behind their back with the same zip ties that were used to waterboard Ruth. I don't know if you caught yeah. that. Yeah, zip cuffs or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he basically blows them up, and in the process of blowing them up, money explodes out of the side of the building, and there's a crowd of people just swarming on the, this money trying to collect it and he leaves another bomb right in the middle of the crowd and mm. walks away so i'm not sure what the point of that was so so war well i get the, the war, like, war I, I feel like i feel like the war that, that's already a war crime blowing up the two people who were counting the money and the side of the building i don't feel like you needed to blow up innocent bystanders do you uh, war's a war. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that play. Maybe it's a, I, I guess invoke fear. I, I guess. So this this is just like a speculation. This is heavy speculation. Okay, but 
I do know cartels can hold sway in some areas, like can mm-hmm. even be kind of popular in some areas where like okay. some people because uh, they, they might even do public works funds or like certain like they'll fund things like they'll you charity funding. So I wonder hmm. if they're just trying to like maybe this community is likes the Navarro cartel in some sort of way. I mean, I don't I don't know. So, okay. So that's another question I have for you. Do you think that this bomber was from the Navarro cartel or the rival cartel? Since I, so I took it as a rival cartel just because things seem to be going south for Navarro, right? People are saying he's losing the war and stuff. And so this does, this does not look like a win, right? This looks like you lost the battle here. So I just kind of took it as Navarro's getting wrecked out there. Okay. All right. Yep. And I, I, I buy that hundred percent. The only thing that gave me pause on that was that, this guy was using the same zip cuffs as the Varro cartel used. I mean, yeah, but those are just like zip cuffs. So, like, yeah, I know. Well, nine a dozen, right? Like, zip ties are similar and whatever. I don't know. Can I go to the store and buy zip cuffs? Uh, I don't know if you can go to the store and buy zip cuffs, but like, I don't think I'm so. Sure, I'm <laughs> sure zip cuffs look just very similar through. Like, you can buy them. They're a thing. I think called like flex cuffs. Like, they have a name for them because riders use them a lot, or uh, riot police will use them a lot, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. It seems like that's not something that I can just get. I I, I need no, to have, but like, I mean, this is you got the cartel connections, but they are like a thing people make. They make zip ties to restrain people. Okay. Check right. your well, anyway, that, right? uh, I think we can probably safely say this is not the bomber is not of the Navarro cartel, but the Navarro yeah. cartel is being bombed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, <laughs> and then we get this amazing commercial for the Missouri Bell with. Not quite enough star wipes, according to Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, maybe could use more star wipes. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, this ad looks not... very dated. <laughs> yeah, they're they are not impressed at all. Uh, and Wendy, <laughs> the whole time, much like Marty in episode one of season one, Wendy's not really paying attention to the meeting. She's doing her own research and she's researching this drug war this cartel war between the Navarro cartel and uh, rival cartel. Uh, do we know the name of the other cartel? They might have, they might have shown it somewhere, but I don't remember what it is if they did. It's a rival. All right, yeah. Um, so it seems as though Charlotte uh, has uh, given up on her emancipation and six months later, she's working for Wendy in the office. But under a condition, we'll later learn. Oh, yes. I think so. A wonderful, grand, glorious condition. Best Thank condition. God for that. It's in the best condition. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Anything else you want to say about the office scene? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, so let's get a look inside the Missouri Bell then. Ruth is there. She's kind of overseeing a lot of the operation. And Frank Jr. We meet Frank Cosgrove Jr. So this would be the son of the Kansas City mob, mob boss. Frank Jr. and so Ruth and Frank Jr. are arranging, trying to arrange a drop. Frank wants to reuse a place that they used three months ago. Ruth says, "No, no, 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 we don't do that. We we rotate the times, we rotate the places always." Uh, they clearly hate each other, and they Ruth eventually just says, "This is where I'm going to be at this time. This is where the drop needs to happen," and lets that be that. So, Ruth wants uh, marty comes in and ruth wa- tells her tells him that she wants to start laundering like now when do we start working marty doesn't think it's safe yet and he runs through this whole spiel about how you know we hired 200 employees three percent of them are trying to cheat and one and a half percent of them 
are trying to bust us are, are surveilling us and trying to bust us for something we're doing wrong and if you you know any individual you can't predict but the law of averages says i can watch all these people for you know a certain amount of time and eventually i'm going to be able to figure out the patterns that the cheaters are using the patterns that the fbi is using and so uh, that's what i need to do while i'm doing that we're not laundering and he's got like a pearl style surveillance system set up. I was about to say this is analogous to a character we know and lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Something. laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, maybe a Hydra style <laughs> yeah, surveillance system. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So uh, uh this the spiel is pretty cool though. I kind of love it. The uh the idea that any individual person is not predictable, but uh, you know, you look at a million people and you can make very good predictions about how a million people will behave. Yeah, he seems to love it. Marty seems to love doing this. Yeah, he seems That's like weird. he's in his element uh, doing, doing this. Like, this is, this, he seems much happier doing this than he ever was laundering. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't need a lot. I'm not getting back to it anytime soon. I'll just get back to watching this. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do love this. And we're going to hear it again in just a bit. Yeah, so for pizza yeah so anything else you want to say about the casino for now no it's looking good though yeah yeah yes let me tell you it looks a lot better than it did when they bought it off the guy in the wheelchair yeah well was it even operating or was it just oh like the actually you mean the boat looks better yeah yeah the boat looks better it looks relatively nice inside it does i'd i'd gamble here yeah i I I don't see the point of (laughs) i don't see the point of gambling on a boat though but why does it got to be on a boat unless it's moving? Well, it's okay. So, oh, because it's legal to do it. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's federal property when it's on the boat. <laughs> it's not, it's not. So there are these, well, these are a real thing. Casino boats are a big deal. Like, and sometimes they're, you know, on, on a coastal state, they might be well. off. Yep. I mean, they might be offshore casino boats. And, and a lot of that is because you know, it's illegal to have a casino in the state but not illegal to have it on the water okay oh so odd with those laws man like why why are we jumping through so many hoops but whatever i don't know i don't know but what got me about that is that it's they had to get permission from the missouri state yes they did you're right so so that that mustn't matter it must just still be missouri property or at least some component like maybe you can still gamble while they're in missouri the boat components just by happenstance because they didn't have an, another casino to build and they didn't want to spend all the you know it take quite a while to build a casino certainly so like, covered to buying a boat yeah. and using that so and i'm sure they can't just buy a casino if all of them are already being you know utilized so i don't know i mean it does have this nice top deck that you can get thrown off of i don't know if that's really a feature but okay <laughs> but a lot of people are selling a casino go hey look at the top deck right here you really could launch someone off here yeah, at least like a 50 foot drop right you ever, you ever did a big jump from a rock like, both comes with the feature it's a feature not a not a bug or whatever no <laughs> i love it oh man i do love to gamble i just started watching a show on hbo called hacks which is very good by the way but it's uh, in one of the scenes that it's, it's about a, a stand-up comedian in las vegas and she, she's very wealthy and but and she likes to play blackjack but she doesn't like to do it at the casino so she has a blackjack dealer come in with a table and you know deal blackjack to her We're at her, her house yeah at her house yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is a comedy the casino. then 
Oh, it is a comedy, but the, <laughs> the, the, the casino sends this blackjack dealer oh, to the sure. table. <laughs> so they're yeah, playing yeah. casino. Okay, so she's still. Like, you're, you're, she's she's playing against line. the casino. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's hysterical. That's good. Yeah. I, I mean, I love it. I listen, if I go to a casino, the, I don't really mm-hmm. like like I, the only thing I like playing is I like playing roulette against mm-hmm. the machine. But the the fun way to play roulette is you just kind of sit there with friends and you only bet on the green. And so you just bet on the green. Huh. So you put five dollars huh. on green. You win ninety bucks if you get it. So it's like, who will be the master of getting green? Because then you get a boost. Like I knew it was turning green. Look at that. Got it. <laughs> that's 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 the that's the secret, everyone. Because really, I mean, you just make money no, as long as you know it's coming green. That is a terrible play. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? That's yeah, it's awful. so much fun though. If you get like four oh, people, man. you just put in twenty bucks. That's eighty bucks. Yeah, maybe no one will win. But if someone wins, they get ninety bucks and they get to brag about. Look at that. I knew it was turning green. You guys should have bet with me. I knew it was going green. Oh my god! Brag. It's the bragging it's, rights. It's it's a terrible idea, uh, but it's uh I, I I do love I do like roulette. Uh, sometime off the podcast, I'll tell you a roulette story. But anyway, okay. But let's, let's let's move on. Right? I mean, I could talk about gambling. Oh my god, I love gambling. For anyway, so, <laughs> I haven't done it in years, by the way, and it kills me because I love it. So I watch an episode like this with people gambling, and I'm like, oh man. I really want to go to the casino. I live like really... 15 minutes from a casino. I'm not I know you I do. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Man, it's so dangerous for me. But no, I I, uh, I really want to go to the casino, but I really want to stay married, so I better not go to the casino. So anyway. All right. Wendy is taking a meeting in the office with uh, the president of the Dental Association, and they're trying. Wendy's trying to get him to host their conference, their annual conference at the Missouri Bell, and he tells her basically, you know, you know what? If you can get Ario Speedwagon, that's going to get us here. It's a very specific request. Nothing. <laughs> it's all about the bangers. This man, he knows what he wants. He's going right for it. I respect it. <laughs> It's hysterical. Like, does he, does he travel around specifically looking for Ario Speedwagon? Does he like <laughs> are, the, the, are the dentists just Speedwagon groupies? But like, I, I don't get it. But it's funny. Anyway, that's that's the stipulation. So remember that root that uh, drop spot that Ruth and Frank Jr. were were trying to set up. Well, Ruth is there and she's been waiting there and waiting there and waiting there and not getting the drop. She's also checking her bank account. It looks like she's been trying to send money to Wyatt and he's not taking it. This will become important later. Anyway, the guy who drops off the money finally shows up two hours late. And this is very annoying to Ruth. So it's, uh, he, you know, he, he is very rude to her as well. He just kind of throws the bags out of the truck and leaves her to so, get them into her car. I got a question here. Sure. Why is the mob giving them money? Like, is this money to be laundered by the mob? Or is this like some of the cartel's money? I thought I Marty think... already has the money hidden at the mausoleum, so it's just more money. Yeah, I just... think this is cartel's money just coming in. Okay. Okay. That's, that's uh, because uh, I've you already seen now. Garcia, is it was a Garcia from season uh, one? He, he, yeah, he's not dropping it off anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So I guess this is how they get the money. Yeah. And do we know this guy's name? Because I, I think we are going to see him again later in the season. Yeah, I don't know his name, though. I mean, they might All have right. said it, but I, I really didn't hear it if they did. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure we're going to see him again later. Not in this episode, but later in the season. All right. Ruth goes home, and she tries to hang out with three. 
because Wyatt we know has taken off once he found out that Ruth killed Russ and Boyd he took off and three's still there and Ruth tries to hang out with them it's his lucky night she's got steaks she's gonna grill up and uh but the thing is three's girlfriend's grandmother made sloppy joes and so he really should be going over there ruth seems i mean she she acquiesces obviously she says oh of course go uh, but she, she seems really down and sad about it yeah yep. missing her uh you know favorite uh little boy i should say little boy he's actually an adult now i think <laughs> yeah. 17 80, but wyatt there you go well, he would be done with high school at the very least. Yeah, yeah. It's been six months, right. so yeah, probably. Yeah. So, all right. So, we finally make it to the bird residence. We finally, they finally get home, and, and Charlotte cooked dinner. And she, she has a, a great wine that she wants to pair with this lasagna that she made. Uh, and Wendy does allow her to drink one glass of wine. This this becomes a bit of an issue later when Marty's like, did I miss five years? When did you turn 21? But Jonah is trying to explain how he has made $6,000 on a video game. So uh, did you understand how he did this? I mean, yeah, there's like, there's a lot of video games have currency trading stuff nowadays. Yeah. Like even back when, was, I mean, I say back when it was the season came out. But yeah, like so many games have different types of ways. Sometimes they're kind of like, supported by the developers like uh not like explicitly but implicitly so like uh we release yeah. things people sell them they have ways of trading them between stuff like it's yeah you know kind of allowed sometimes they're against the rules but people do it anyways i think for example um i think runescape i think illegal if you know what runescape is i think that you're not yeah. illegal but it's against the rules but yeah this this is an actual but like, people do some people do make livings off trading things but typically yeah. I don't know. It's like people will just offer a marketplace. Like I'm selling, I, I'm buying and I'm selling, right? So like I'm buying this digital coin for like $1 for a thousand, mm-hmm. but I'm selling it for $1 and I'll give you 500. So you're basically being like an exchange service, but you know, you're skimming some in between. Yeah. It's like how people, I know some people make like real money doing that, but that's, I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I, I think this is, this is plausible, but I, I don't think it's really like likely, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems it seems like if he's going to be making six thousand dollars doing this, he's spending a lot of time, you know, grinding for these coins. Well, no, I, I doubt he's grinding for the coins. So he's probably like either he's seen an inefficiency in the market, maybe some sort of game where like uh, they have different items and the items like is it actual like market things? Like, hey, I'm going to buy these. It's almost like a stock market type of thing. I'm going to buy these items because I think they're going to mm-hmm. go up in value. So, player base oh, is going to want them more or they're going to like update the game and the items going to be better or they're going to buff it uh something you know i don't know something like that so i yeah well w- wendy doesn't love it she doesn't no. really uh, seem to get understand it but yeah they both wendy and marty both kind of tell them yeah get a real summer job you know so and, maybe and make a friend yeah well, that's that's a rough that's that a is so bad, Marty. <laughs> yeah, maybe make a friend too. Yeah, whatever, anyway. <laughs> Marty, oh. no offense, the man that also has no friends right now. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, Charlotte makes makes sure that Marty and Wendy are all set to go to their therapy, uh, couples therapy appointment the next day because that is part of the stipulations of her not emancipating. Is she wants them going to couples therapy? Good so, yeah, oh, good for us, really. 
So, Wendy and Marty uh, chat after dinner, and, the, and Wendy tells Marty that Navarro has lost 61 men in the cartel war in the last five weeks. And then she quotes Rahm Emanuel and says, Never let a good crisis go to waste. Wendy, the crisis, the way she wants to take advantage of this crisis is to pitch expansion to Helen as a legitimate business for Navarro. Mar- Marty is completely unimpressed, thinks it's absolutely crazy and says as much. And, I, and let, me, let me make sure that we have this, this correct or that I have this correct. So Wendy wants to expand the casino because they already have like a gaming license. It would be relatively easier for them to take over. It sounds like they want to take over a failing casino, right? Yeah. Uh, but she wants to run it completely legitimately, yeah. except, of course, for the seed money that she's getting from the cartel. So yeah, that would appear it be, but it becomes a source of income for her family and for the cartel, and they don't launder through it. I think that's the idea, right? Yeah, the they idea. just use it as like regular casino. Right. It's not a front for anything. It's just it's totally above board, totally legitimate. Of course, Marty says, uh, except of course for the seed money that you are using, which is drug money from the cartel. So. Uh, so that's that's Wendy's plan. Marty completely disagrees, hates the idea, and they have a pretty heated argument about it. And basically, the the two sides of the argument are: Wendy thinks that they could run this place; they could be like they could be like these moguls, which doesn't have to be Wilts, <laughs> you know. We we could be that powerful here, uh, and we'd be insulated because we have this legitimate business. And Marty. Marty's argument is we are not moving. We're not raising any more red flags. If we have enough eyes on us right now, we don't need more eyes watching us. So I guess this, I, I had trouble coming up with any other one. So this is going to be our pick a side segment, Kurt. And I think it's your <laughs> turn to pick. So. Okay. So we're arguing whether it's, uh, let's make sure I have the terms like correct. Here. So we're we- arguing Wendy and Marty. Wendy, Marty, and whether um, we should be expanding out the, uh, Correct the stuff here. Okay. Yes. Uh, I mean, this is kind of the whole point of this episode. I mean, yeah, this is... I mean, I'll I'll air with the Marty here. Okay, then I'll go with Wendy. All right. And would you like to go first or second? I'll let you. Pick. I want to go. I want to go second. All right. So you always want to go second. I mean, yeah. Why would I not I want to go second? I got to reply. Well, to because you. <laughs> like I, get, I literally get to counter your points, hit you with okay. straight fire, and then I'm good to go. All right, so uh, I'll be Wendy, and here's here's what I'll say. I'll say this: we're never going to get out from under the cartel. Like that's it's not going to happen. We can't. Wherever they go, wherever we go, they're going to find us. We are in this for the long haul. I made that decision at the end of season two that we are not going anywhere. We are doubling down on the cartel. But if we are in this situation, we're always going to be afraid for our lives. We need to make ourselves invaluable to the cartel. We need to make ourselves so so irreplaceable that they can't ever possibly think about killing us. So the way that we do that is by tying ourselves to all their money. We become Navarro's source of income, his legitimate source of income, because right now he has nothing for his family. If he dies or he goes to jail, his family is destitute. If he has this, we, he has something to leave for his family. And 
he can't come after us because we control the entire operation. So it puts all it, it puts all the power in our laps. Plus, we can expand out our, our political power, you know, a la Wilkes. But most importantly, it makes us untouchable. Uh, so go ahead. Yeah. Right, that, that's yeah. my argument. So you just want to stay in the crosshairs then, right? Like, so this this would be maybe good if Navarro ends up dying. But if Navarro ends up dying, it's kind of good for us anyways, in a way. The whole thing might collapse down on us and we'll be mm-hmm. hopefully free to run. We could just run away like I wanted to. I don't know why we're just digging a deeper hole for ourselves, right? Just, you know, attaching ourselves even more here. I think we should just run off. But opening this for Navarro, why do you think we're so invulnerable? Surely we could still be expendable, right? This casino, yeah, maybe we have more to- tolerable businesses, but we might also make ourselves a target to Navarro's enemies. Look, look at his enemies. The, we, we might get enemies because they realize that where his money, you know, where his highway for his wealth, who says we're next. Basically, we're just putting a bigger target on ourselves and we're not running away as we should. And the political stuff, who cares? Control your ego, Wendy. Control your ego. <laughs> Put it in check. You're no Wilkes. You never will be. <laughs> oh, oh, shots fired. Okay, yeah, so who do you actually side with here? Uh, I guess Marty, just because you should just run. I feel like you should run away here. I actually do. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, all right, so I totally agree. They should have run at the end of season two. Given that they didn't, Given that I they think can't. I side a little bit more with Wendy here. If you the tell idea... me given that they can't, I support Wendy. But why not just run away now? Like, what's stopping you now? Wendy. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so yeah, fair enough. So, like, given that you can't, then yeah. So Wendy's the only. Re- so Wendy's like, yeah, that's a better idea, but we do my idea. So now it's a better idea. I'm like, okay, but yeah, given if you can't run away, fine. Yeah, I, I would agree. Wendy's is better than, but but the best plan would be to run away. I think to run away. I, mean, I do think it gives vulnerability still. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I th- this is a tough one for me, but I think that they've kind of they've kind of picked their their path here that they are in this with the cartel and since they are they probably should make the most of it with with wendy's plan but but i totally see marty's point like what why do you want to stir the pot any more than we're already stirring it why do you want to raise any more red flags why do you want to get in any deeper so i i i kind of see both sides here on this argument this is a, a, a really this is what one of the things that makes season three so interesting so, or especially this episode, which I mean, this is kind of the point of this episode. So, all right, we're we go to some random warehouse. We have no idea where we are. We just know that somebody's getting waterboarded and being asked, you know, what do they have on you? Why does your husband think that he can win a custody battle? You know, nothing, nothing. And it's Helen being waterboarded, which is an interesting script to flip here. Yeah. That Seeing you know, that, Helen has her own bosses that treated the same yeah. way Helen treats Morgan yeah. and Gang. I, I mean, we, we just not too long ago saw her waterboarding Ruth, and now here she is getting waterboarded. That's just so, the tradition being part of the Navarro cartel, right? It's like a <laughs> rite of passage almost. You know, being waterboarded, you're, you're one of the you're one of the members now. Congratulations. I mean, as far as as far as we know, Marty has never been waterboarded, yeah. nor Wendy, for that matter. So. Well, no, I've had the right right of passage yet, but Ruth is all set. Yeah. Well, anyway, it is just really interesting to see Helen in this situation. She's mm-hmm. she's always seemed like she's been pulling all the strings, and now here she is on the receiving end of it. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I like the way you said it. Helen has bosses too. <laughs> yeah, as do many people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the next scene is at a, I guess this is some kind of mommy and me class or, or mothering class. Anyway, yeah, I've never, never been to one before. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, you have no children. So you may have been to one when you were really little. Who knows? But... <laughs> Maybe, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, my, I, I know that I've actually been to one of these. It's like once or only... multiple times. One. Once. So <laughs> once, I, once. I, I was the only I was the only father at the mommy and me class and it was uh that was not gonna happen again yeah so. you, you didn't like to name that mommy and me like well actually what about mommy and possibly father and me uh, the name's <laughs> yeah, kind of but catchy. anyway yeah so but it was I mean I can see the appeal of it but uh one of the things that uh Darlene is, is the, the important thing here is that Darlene's here with Zeke and the, there's a conversation about breastfeeding versus formula. I, I thought about making this pick aside breastfeeding versus formula. <laughs> I was like, nah, we're not going to do that. So anyway, um, but she uh, is very offended what, by this person sitting next to her who says that you know she has to breastfeed because formula is like putting poison in the baby's body and she can't what? have that. It's, which so, yeah, I, I, I'm misremembering this. Is Darlene the one feeling like it's poison, or is it the person? Mm -mm. It's the the per the other person who is breastfeeding uh, is called formula poison. Formula, yeah. yeah now, obviously, Darlene isn't going to be breastfeeding. That's what I was wondering. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Is Darlene, the one supporting breastfeeding. So I don't think she can anymore. No, no, she's not. She's not doing any breastfeeding. And uh, part of this is. is insecurity because she probably feels like she'd like to be breastfeeding but obviously she can't so she has no choice but to use formula uh and so be, but she this makes her feel uh, maybe inadequate maybe uh less than uh and certainly offended by this woman <laughs> yeah. because she slashes her tires on the way out so well, what do you mean about that what do I? She slashes her tires. That means she took a knife oh, and she stuck didn't. it in the tire. No, that lady might be a little delirious there, because pretty sure Darlene didn't. Later, she'll tell Nix that she did. Oh, yeah. So that's right. She's never why she lied about it. That's right. She's never slashed a tire in her life, according to her. So obviously, she didn't. I must have misseen it. Yeah, or misheard. Yeah, something like that. That's yeah. <laughs> now, Don't want to be mixing this, up. Anything else you want to say about mommy and me? No, I'm excited for the summer home, man. Oh, yeah, so Scorn did 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 you like me think this was Wilkes Lake House when you first saw it? No, actually, no, I had not thought of that when I first seen it. No. Okay, uh, first thing I saw was like, "Is that Wilkes House?" But no, it isn't. Yeah, this is just where Wyatt is squatting. Uh, it turns out we don't know that yet, I suppose. But uh, Wyatt is living the life of luxury. Uh, you know, in this giant house on the lake oh, giant, what a nice bathtub like, yeah oh beautiful taking bathtub, like but... cooking some food taking some hits occasionally going to the supermarket yep. yeah so he's he's out of food though so he, he does a he does a grocery run and runs into ruth at the grocery store who yells obscenities at him to take the money but he just basically ignores her and leaves things have not warmed up between ruth and wyatt and we're left to wonder where is Wyatt getting this money if he's not taking Ruth's money? Where is he getting the money to be in this house? 
Yeah, like we understand he's squatting, but how is he affording to squat? Well, we, I we guess, don't know. Is he using it, we from, don't like, know. Yeah, <laughs> we understand later even. Squat. How is he affording to squat? But yeah, I mean, know. how is he? How is he paying for the food if he's just squat? Is he working odd jobs? Did he have some money from when right. Kate and him robbed the place? That like yeah, I don't know. Or maybe he has his own savings. I mean, six months isn't all that much time to have to spend you know, buying stuff, but you know, it's just a bit of curiosity. Uh, but yeah, when you first watched this, how what were your thoughts on how White ended up in this nice posh? Place? I, I had no idea. I was like, did he like hook up with somebody who was? I was like, did he make what? friends or like? Yeah. Like... <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. I was so disoriented. So, but I, I also wondered if this was Wilkes' house because <laughs> he thought it might have been the lake house. Yeah, so I wondered if he was somehow in with Wilkes at this point. But nope, just squatting. Anyway, I'm just excited to talk about the next scene in the therapy session. Oh, therapy session. It's the greatest, oh, greatest scene. I t- oh, this is my favorite scene of the episode. Therapy. Is it? I, I don't blame you. If, I, I wouldn't therapy. blame you one little bit if it was because Sue, the therapist, is one of probably my favorite addition to season three. I love oh. her so much. Oh, yes. Wonderful. She is fantastic. So good. Uh, and I, I, I don't want to run through this entire scene, but basically Wendy and Marty try to talk about their marital problems they're having without giving away the fact that they're working for the cartel. And it's, it's kind of entertaining to watch just that. But then to, to listen to Sue's reaction, it's like, it's a, that makes you feel scared, doesn't it? You know, like yeah. she's, Don't be hyperbolic, she, uh, Wendy, yeah. about dying. You know, <laughs> I love it. It's so great because it's, how do people like this go through therapy without talking about what 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 the real problems are? It's it's it must be. I mean, we've I've seen so many therapy sessions on television where you know the the person like you know the Sopranos, the main character Tony Soprano was in therapy, and it was like it was that was kind of the the dance that they would do was trying to talk about his problems without implicating himself criminally right so but this is it it works for it wasn't comedic on the sopranos this is works to great comedic effect i think and a lot of that's because of sue so she's she adds humor to ozark that ozark has never had certainly even when you think (laughs) it's funny on that alone there's more to it (laughs) Oh, oh. So, I mean, we kind of, I, I mean, I picked up on the fact the first time I watched this that she was really taking it easy on Marty and really going after Wendy. And I'm like, Wendy. Whoa. Come on. Let's be hyperbolic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. Wendy's kind of going rogue here, but man, this therapist is really taking Marty's side. And it turns out that after Wendy leaves the session, Marty goes back in and pays her off. Hey, dynamite job, Sue. Really great. Next time, just, you know, maybe go a little tougher on me. I do love that. (laughs) And she just takes the money and puts it in like a cookie jar or something. It's so wonderful. Oh, my God. Tea smells great, by the way, Sue. It's good stuff. I might vote for Sue as my favorite character on Ozark in every episode. (laughs) <laughs> no you can't do that that's illegal oh well i better change my vote then <laughs> no there's no <laughs> way i'm just kidding but i do love sue i sue love is her great. so much yes yeah all right back home charlotte gifts jonah a drone okay that's all i have to say about that scene 
That is a drone, yeah. Yep. He's it's a it's a a drona. He named Move the drone on. drona. <laughs> you didn't like that? Okay. No. So <laughs> I don't blame you one little bit. Okay. A drone. Uh, uh yeah. With a J. Drone Dr- I can't do that. Drone. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, at the office, Helen is there to tell them to launder right now. Marty tries to teach her about the law of averages the way that he taught Ruth about the law of averages. Uh, Helen doesn't really care at all. Just, you know, you're going to launder right now. The end. This isn't really a discussion. Uh, and Wendy walks Helen out because she wants to make sure that she gets some time, some alone time with Helen with no Marty around because she wants to pitch her proposal uh, for Navarro legitimate, Navarro's legitimate casinos uh, to Helen. So. There you have it. What do you think about Marty trying to teach Helen about the law of averages? Futile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it truly is. Well, Ellen's a lawyer, not an accountant. She doesn't care. You know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think I think that there's some humor in this episode that just we have not seen in Ozark. And this is one of those scenes I think that is genuinely funny to hear. Marty trying to teach this to Helen. I know. Helen. Like, Helen. Everyone listens to Marty, but yeah. <laughs> Helen's like, oh, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds nice. Sounds cute. Anyway, do the whole yeah. like math, mathy thing and get the money through. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Uh, all right. At the casino, Frank Jr. wants in on this high stakes poker tournament that Ruth is setting up. And she tells him basically, you know, go pound salt. But she tells him in a much more colorful much more colorful way, like only Ruth can. And Marty kind of contradicts her afterwards, says, no, 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 let him play. The last thing we need right now is an angry uh, Kansas City mob. So we got bigger problems, just let him play. And he outlines now how they're going to launder, even even though they're under surveillance here, he's gonna launder through these empty cash boxes. So there are are cameras watching the, boxes the cash boxes from the tables as they go back into the vault but there's nobody watching the empty boxes inside the vault and so that's where they'll plant the money and get that into circulation you know i feel like this it's just a good idea but i feel like like this is already thought of like i, I don't think it's an actual vulnerability you could do Ah, uh, you might be right like this this might be the first thing that they check because they know that this too this is the easy way to do it you know I mean? is that what you're saying yeah yeah but yeah. it does sound like a great idea. Like, yeah, for sure. It seems like an innovation behind it. So. The one thing I'll say is it didn't seem like there may have been enough tables to really do enough volume. Yeah, I don't know how much the... money they're like stacking in there. Like, are they putting a grand in each? Because then it's like, are, are you doing enough money? I don't know. But... Yeah. I mean, it is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, I mean, they're, they're, these cash boxes are probably changing, you know, at least... I mean, I don't know how long a shift for a dealer is on a table. It's not a full eight hours. Like they they rotate tables. But why do they make them rotate uh, tables? Just because? Uh, I don't know. I I, I guess to prevent pollution. You know, pre- no, to prevent people cheating somehow. Because sometimes, well, when you're cheating the casino, you're taking advantage of a dealer. Okay. So actually, this might be a good place to tell my roulette story. I think so, I might know your roulette story, but please feel free. To yeah, I think I've already told you that before. But the idea was 
that I had read somewhere that the way you win in roulette is you find an experienced dealer, one who, because a, a really experienced roulette dealer should be able to hit a part of the wheel on yeah. their toss, not a specific number, but like you, you split the wheel into thirds, say, okay. Uh, forget about the green ones that you love so very, very much, but there are 36 numbers on the wheel. So you split the wheel into you know three segments of 12 uh, and you bet, like a dollar on each of the 12 parts of the wheel. Now they're not sequential. They're not in order. Yeah. So you have to, you have to know a roulette wheel a little bit better. You have to know what you're doing. So, you know, you would bet a dollar each on those 12 numbers that are right next to each other on the wheel. Mm -hmm. And if the dealer is experienced and can recognize what you're doing and thinks you're going to tip them because you came up and immediately tipped them before you even placed a bet, uh, then they should be able to, if they're good, hit that part of the wheel relatively consistently. And they all pay 35 to one. So yeah. if you bet a dollar that you're going to make $35. Now you bet $12 because you put $1 on each of 12, but you're still up $23. So, well, $24, $24 really. So. Yeah, so you pass some of those earnings on to your friend to the side. And <laughs> best some of those to pass some of those earnings on to the dealer because yeah. they're they need your to new know friend that, i should call him. yes exactly so Sign so up. in order to prevent situations like that uh you rotate through dealers on tables i think so to to, to stop collusion right i mean that's collusion right oh now. collusion oh i thought you said pollution <laughs> I said that you seemed confused. I was like, really? I thought that was like I thought that was a spot on word for it. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. Yes, yeah. to stop collusion. Yes, exactly right. Okay. 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 Yes, very good. Okay. So uh, I, I assume that they need to, they must have more tables that we're not seeing. I don't know how many floors there are on this thing, but it looked like they only five. had on the flo five floors, do you think? Six, maybe. I, I was thinking like three. I'd gained her seven even. Oh my goodness. This is like a carnival cruise boat now. It's a submarine actually. It goes real deep, Mr. Seth. <laughs> you, you haven't seen the bottom oh. really, but it goes real oh deep. Oh my God. Those cruise boats, the really tall ones, they make me so nervous. Like, I, you know, I don't mind being out at sea. I don't think I would mind being out at sea on a cruise boat. Or being but... that high up out on sea. Yeah. That high up, it just seems like, how is this not tipping over? A high wind's going to knock us right over. I, <laughs> I mean, that's, I've said it before. I don't understand. Like, I mean, I, I understand. I, how big ships go baffles me. It's just like, <laughs> they're not worth I know. I know. It doesn't make work. sense. All right. Let's go to the squat house where Wyatt gets caught and tased. And, and kicked and yeah. it's, well, it's kind of funny, though. Like, I mean, again, there's more humor in this episode. And, and like these, these kids come in, they're like, Ma. <laughs> and why it doesn't even like run or like he doesn't get aggressive he's like i'm so sorry i'll be out of your hair just let me get my stuff together and i'll be gone <laughs> like it's it's really like i'm not sure he i'm not sure if he thinks it's not a big deal that he's there or if he's just trying to play it off because he's hoping they will see it as not a big deal <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely it a big deal i mean squatters happen all the time right it's just is what it is I don't. I wonder how common that is, like in a, in a resort community like that. Yeah, yeah, especially that nice of a place. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Darlene is at, at Sheriff Nix's office, and she tells him to make the tire slashing accusation disappear. Mm. 
Yeah, well, he also, yeah. Yeah, because she's telling yeah. the truth. Right. I've never slashed a tire in my life. You got to make this disappear. Yes. And simultaneously, Ruth is there. And I guess I never realized that Ruth and Darlene have never met. <laughs> the Langmores and the uh, Snells are uh, an ancient name, but names that but have never collided, a... really. Isn't that funny? Like I, yeah. we know both of them so well, but we we forget that they've never had any interactions at all. So, yeah, no bad blood. No bad blood. Yeah. So Darlene says, "Oh, you're that Langmore girl that works for Marty Bird," and Ruth wants to bail out Wyatt, but no, Wyatt refuses the money. There's nothing Nick can do to make him take it, and Darlene seems inter- interested in this. So that's all we get in this scene, though. Yes, indeed. Right, back at the birdhouse, Jonah wants to surveil the lake with the drone. This seems illegal to me. I'm not sure uh, what you think of this, but this is, all of what he's suggesting, suggesting seems to me like mm, this is probably, you could get in a lot of trouble for this. Why? why? I don't see why not. Wait, it was, I mean, if it's all within public, so, okay. I, as long as it's like a no-fly zone, you, I, I could walk around the street and start taking photos of license plates. That's fine. Take photos of the people as they walk by. Like that's fine. All right, I can be told point. to stop, but I don't think that's illegal, especially if I'm not like so, intruding to someone's property. Yeah. I so I guess he's his idea is to just drone over the lake, not over houses. Yeah, he's just going over the lake, taking photos of stuff, going in. There's that, that, that. So he just put the information. Okay. Well, Marty seems like he's uh he's considering it, but Wendy <laughs> is not. She's. Just I. This is such a dad thing here to me of the way um like. Jonah's playing with the drone. He's like, "Oh, cool drone. That's like that's a that's a cool drone." He's like, talk, like the way he says that is like that's such like a, yeah. a dad response. I feel like the way he looks at the drone, like he's kind of excited by it. Like he would like to play with it, but he's too busy to play with it. He doesn't understand how to work it. That's what I sense from that. Actually, I really liked the answer, but yeah, get a summer job, Jonah. Don't you know? Yeah. What it? Well, you said you wanted me to be outdoors. Yeah, but. Isn't it Charlotte who says uh, to Jonah at one point, Mom and Dad are never outdoors? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When she gives him the drone. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, uh, Helen calls Wendy and tells her, oh, uh, yeah, Navarro was interested, so we're going to have to meet. So, interesting. All right. Anything else you want to say about the scene at the birdhouse? Uh, No. Uh, Okay. And let's go, uh, we're going to go back and forth now between the birdhouse and the casino. Marty makes the magic happen uh, with the money laundering and the cash boxes while Wendy leaves him a voicemail telling him exactly why she's going to Chicago. I had not remembered it this way. I had remembered it as her not saying anything to him about what she was doing until it was like in motion, but... I was wrong about that. She tells him right up front, I'm going to meet with Navarro because we're going forward with my plan. So. The better one. Love, Wendy. <laughs> Love, yes. All the best. And your boss, regards, Wendy. Wendy. <laughs> your boss, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone has a boss. Just everyone has a boss. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. Uh, Wyatt shows up at the farmer's market and asks Darlene why she bailed him out. She says, well, because I admire people who take a principled stand. 
that does seem like something Darlene would admire. It does actually. I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a great reasoning actually. <laughs> yep. But the thing is he doesn't want to be indebted to anyone. So uh, she has a solution. She offers him a job on the farm. Exciting. I'm oh, glad. So. I'm, I'm very excited to see what will happen between a uh, wide and Darlene. Oh, I'm glad that you are Kurt. And it's, it is uh, nice that Wyatt has uh, something to do now, other than squat and people's so other people, other people's homes who he doesn't know. So, anyway, back at the casino, uh, there are introductions at the poker tournament, and it turns out Agent Evans, Trevor Evans, is there. We have not seen him, I don't think, since game day, which was episode five of season two. So a full five episodes with no Trevor Evans, and then here he is. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a while. So. That, that, that's right. That, that seems I, right to you. Maybe I, we might have seen him in like while Petty was starting to uh, give up the case to move back with his mother. I don't think so, though, because I remember he was talking I don't to the FBI so headquarters either. and just kind of, you know, say, ah, the case is basically going to run itself. Right. Marty's yeah. going to, no matter what, it ends. Uh, he fails casino. We got him. He gets the casino. We put in the moles. We'll get him. So, yeah, I think I think you're right, actually. We haven't seen him in a while because I know yeah, it's some game day. So. Definitely been a while. So we finally get to the the last ten minutes. Because up to this point, I you know this is a, a lot of like the way I've heard it described on other podcasts and critical analyses is like this is kind of moving the chess pieces into place. There's not not a whole lot has really happened in this episode. Uh, I I love uh, from this point forward everything that happens. I think it's really mm-hmm. cool. So uh, Helen and Wendy meet with Navarro in his private jet and lay it all out for him and she, wendy has the, the the gumption to say to navarro you know this is a good plan because you could die tomorrow or get arrested i and, want to be noted mr sal here before we continue yeah. that he gave them two minutes to tell their pitch which i think we would be pros at doing at this point oh yeah uh, seriously <laughs> that's a great timer Oh, we'd be so good at that right now. See, uh, these these skills are not just for podcasting. No, yeah, no. My inner two minute timer, uh, especially my minute forty timer, is good to go. Yeah, which that really is kind of the perfect time because then you can even take a question if you want. <laughs> you know, it's time for a quick question. <laughs> oh man, uh, but she says, you know, this is a legitimate business to leave your kids, uh, or. If if you're if you don't get arrested if you don't die, um, well it's it's more money in your pocket. What's wrong with that? And he doesn't really react. He just kind of dismisses them. But Wendy says that's the longest she's ever seen. Not Wendy. Helen says that's the longest she's ever seen him sit for a meeting. You're ridiculous. Like that's like. I get that what they're trying to do here, but it's like, come on, there's no way that's the longest he's ever sat for a meeting. Clearly not, right? Like, it's not he's not he's not like the crime lord, and he doesn't sit around for meetings. Like, clearly no. he must. Maybe not with Helen around, but that's I don't know. Maybe. So you said you get it, and you see what they're trying to do here. So what what is it that you think they're trying to do? Well, the I the the showing like the mystique of Navarro, right? Yeah, and really just showing because. This is well during um when they're pitching to Navarro, you can tell like Helen doesn't speak with the the gumption, the gusto she typically has. Yeah. Right? She she like yeah. pauses a bit, she goes um more than she normally does. So there's you know they're really setting up Navarro as like okay, so Dell used to be the character where it's like the he's the he's the cartel as far as we saw right. That's the cartel Dell yeah. right, and then yeah. 
Dell goes, he dies, and we see the person up from Dell. Helen. Helen's the cartel, yep. right? Helen's calling yep. all the shots. As far as we care, Helen's the boss. But this episode, they're really like taking the mask off in a way. Helen, and this is what I like most about this episode. They're they're bringing Helen down to the level closer to a Wendy and a Marty. She's yeah. uh, she bleeds. She's vulnerable to the cartel's influence. And Navarro's now, you know, the head of the cartel is the spooky one. That's uh, understandably the head of the cartel, but also the cartel itself. So fair enough. So yeah, they're they're they're. Season one was Dell. Season two is Helen. Is sh- they're shaping up season three to be Navarro as the actual, yeah. you know. That's and they've had there. they've had to somehow one up themselves every exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because this, I mean, they don't have to one up Navarro. Navarro is the head of the Navarro. Cartel, Plus, it's like so. uh, look at a guy in charge of all the cartels. He's like, I'm the true. I'm, I'm the puppet master of the cartels. Yeah. So but, I guess, yeah. do you think that they successfully leveled up when they went from Dell to Helen? I'd say so. Okay. Yeah. Because Helen was more intimidating than Dell. Adele was like a scary charm, right? He's charming, but like, yeah, in a scary, like, you know, he'll just kill you. Helen, yeah. uh, yeah, Helen's just much more intimidating and not as much charming. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just more intimidating. It's, here, here's how I think they, they leveled up when they went to Helen. Dell always had this like level of intrigue for Marty. He was always like, huh, yeah, well, if Marty's saying it, maybe there's something that to this. He has faith Helen, in- Helen is completely dismissive. She's like, I don't really care about your law of averages. This is what needs to happen. Make it happen. So, okay, that, so that's, I think, where they kind of leveled up when they went from Dell to Helen. So, yeah. uh, so that, so, yeah, I, I, I agree. But now this is a whole other level. Uh, with, yeah, with, and with I, love, I, I love the scene, like, as a whole. I just I just think it's yeah. funny, the ending portion. Oh, that's the longest he's ever sat for a meeting that I've seen. Like, oh, come on, right? Like, let's not, let's not like, kid ourselves all that much. You're his lawyer, right? We, you're maybe lawyer. we can avoid the hyperbole, Helen. <laughs> yeah, Helen. Like you're his lawyer. Clearly, it must have been longer. But, yeah. yeah, right, right. So anyway, yeah. Uh, but it's it's a great scene. Uh, at the casino, Evans meets with Marty and tells him that he was with Petty, uh, and he expresses his disdain even as he offers him a deal. He's like. I'm a, I'm ethically obligated to offer you this deal now, but basically I could care less if you're shredded by the cartel, but uh, I got to offer you this deal. But he does, you know, Marty declines it and, and kind of dismisses Evans. But uh, up in the poker game, Frank Jr. gets very vulgar and very aggressive uh, at the table. So we're, we've seen already this volatile streak that Frank Jr. has, but now we're really seeing it. Like this, he knows he can't behave this way at a high stakes poker game. He should not be calling attention to himself. And yet he's doing it anyway. And Ruth, for her part, just kicks him out despite his threats. He threatens her at the table. Really, you sure you want to do that after all, what I know about you? Like he says that <laughs> with, with everybody right there. Like this guy deserves to get thrown off the top deck of the boat. Oh, wait a minute. He's about to. So when Wendy calls Marty from their old house and says that Navarro likes the plan, which Marty, but, but we're not obligated. Marty says, oh, no, no, <laughs> we, we're, we're obligated now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he immediately starts researching smartphone spyware. 
<laughs> as soon as Wendy says this, he starts researching, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and Wendy tells him that uh, they're, she's right in front of their old house. And after they hang up, Wendy enters the house. And Ruth kind of, I, th you know, uh, tell me what you make of this. When Ruth goes up to the top deck, she kind of like composes herself, you know, takes a deep breath and then goes like, does she know that Frank Jr. is going to be coming to see her up there? So actually, actually, yeah, if you, um, I'm pretty sure this is the case. It's been a while since I've seen the episode now, but when Marty gets, so when we see Ruth walking up to the top deck before Marty gets the call from Wendy, Marty's at the cameras. Right, and you, so you, mm -hmm. Ruth goes up. We cut to Marty, and Marty on the cameras can see uh, Junior coming up the staircase. Yes. So, uh, how does she know he was there? He probably she probably spotted him or something, or like so. So or she knows he, he'll come back in. Maybe she takes him before. Yeah. When when he does show up, she says, "How did you get back in here?" Right, and so he wasn't supposed to be back in here. But, but I'm I'm wondering if. Maybe she didn't tell the bouncers, you know, let him back in. I, I want to talk to him up on the top deck, uh, but don't tell him that I that I let him back in. So oh, that's I, I wonder, all orchestrated, do you think? Yeah, I, well, I think it is because when she when she goes up those stairs and she gets up to the top deck first before Frank Jr. does. When when she gets up there, she like gets to the top of the steps and she's like. <sighs> And she like nods, like, "All right, let's go, let's do this." You know what I mean? I think that and, she spotted him and was just like, like that, that was kind of like a semantic question. Like they always kick him out, or sometimes he gets kicked out and he just comes right back in because they don't like keep him out, so they just kick him out. He doesn't get banned, so he's like, "Oh, whatever," and he walks right back in. So <laughs> that's why I kind of took that as like, "Well, how would you get back?" I just watch walk back in, like as I always do, <laughs> as you know as well, yeah. but. Well, yeah, regardless sure. of, of, of how this happened or who, how if it was orchestrated or not, uh, they, they curse each other out badly. And she eventually gets to the point where she kicks him in the crotch and throws him off the top of the boat. And Marty, I mean, Marty's face is the best here. It, when he's, he watches the whole thing on the camera. <laughs> and like this, this is like a, a more stunned face than when Rachel showed him the wire she was wearing. Yeah. It, it's it's unbelievable so he, these are problems complete. yeah exactly and this is major this is major trouble like he's there they are already on thin ice with the kansas city mob or at least they were last we knew the kansas I city mean, mob was blowing up the office by so, the way it looks great by the way after we, yeah the office looks good the office. <laughs> six oh, months know, they hired, like... they hired the, the kansas city mob to rebuild it you know so, <laughs> I gotta fix it for you. Double the price. But I suggest yeah. you take it or else. Yeah. I'll blow it up again. Yeah, well, okay. yeah exactly. What was the is that the uh the, that Roman Oh yeah, I, I was gonna forget his name, but yeah, the firefighter with the slaves. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. People that don't know, I'll say it very quickly, I forget his name, but if you look up a Roman firefighter with slaves, this guy <laughs> in uh, ancient Rome made a fortune, made a killing. Because uh, there wasn't a public firefighting service, it was all private enterprises. So he had a bunch of slaves, and they would take out fires. But what he would do is, especially a lot of times, is that he would negotiate with the people to buy their building while it was on fire. Then he would rebuild it, and then he would lease it back to them, or just use it for whatever purpose he had it for. But part of his negotiations would be that since the building's on fire, 
the price of the buildings dropping as time goes on. So he would just <laughs> give you like, okay, I'll buy the building, ten thousand. And like, uh, surely it's worth more. It's worth at least twenty thousand. And now it's worth about nine thousand as it keeps burning. <laughs> so, you know, he's kind of has you, you know, game set match right there. Right. Exactly. Which I, I, I listen, super villainous guy, right? Super predatory, but. I got to give some respect for the ingenuity of it all. I'm just thinking of like, you know what? Not only will I be the firefighter, but I'm going to negotiate buying the house yeah. using the fire as leverage. Yes. Yes, oh, indeed. Beautiful. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, so anyway, this is this is bad news. This is this is really bad for, for Marty and for Ruth that she did this but he was being a complete jerk like at some point you got to be able to check this guy somehow or he's going to ruin the whole operation the guy doesn't shut up so uh, anyway we'll we'll see where that goes but one last scene we get the rest of the episode uh, with wendy in the house uh as radiohead plays in the background which is spectacular and wendy walks through uh she even makes the bed in one of the bedrooms before unmaking it she drinks a beer just like she said she would do or just like she said she used to do when she told us all about this in kaleidoscope she dyes the milk with the red food dye just like she says she used to do she flips the portrait and leaves the the key next to the beer on this uh, you know table on the way in it's it's all just as she said she did in kaleidoscope and i gotta tell you if i ever came home to this I'd have to move, I think. What do you think? Are you there, Kurt? Oh, sorry. Whoops, my bad. Yeah, no, I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I would probably get cameras up at the yeah. very least. Or like, a, yeah, camera, security system. I don't think I'd move immediately. Moving, <laughs> I hate moving. But I hate moving as well. <laughs> but yeah, I... Well, no, I didn't this, miss the sound. I will remember this for the future. No yeah, this would freak me out so bad if i came yeah. home and my family portraits were upside down and i'm gonna like call the red. police and like, like hey, oh. yes, can i get like a like a police guy watching outside of my door or something like, but <laughs> right not speed gun my car or anything just watching for like criminality i mean bare minimum you got to change the locks because i mean who knows if they even i mean you should change the locks when you move into a new place anyway like that's something that you always should do i but... mean ideally but you know who has time for that apparently not these people so <laughs> anyway anyway i love this scene because it ties in so nicely with kaleidoscope but i do think it's interesting to think about is this uh her hubris like she feels invincible or is this her longing for her former life yeah, or is armor. or yeah so so what is it we i guess we'll have to watch and find out so oh, is it next episode civil union civil union sounds really uh Kansas City mob <laughs> so civil union sounds Kansas City mob yeah, kind of like a union. Oh, part, you know, <laughs> all right, you, okay. Civil union usually means a marriage. Yeah, yeah, but like so, <laughs> the union part. Yeah, th- right, this is so the is, is this go, is this union going to be civil or not? <laughs> exactly right. Going to be civil, but is that just a lie in the title? Who knows? But that's Fair what we for the title there. Well, that's a great question. We'll have to see see how that goes. But in the meantime, do you know what time it is, Kurt? Mr. Sal, I've been waiting eons for this. It yeah, is I gotta, time of the TV. For, yes, it is. It's TV time. But let me tell you a relatively, I think, amusing anecdote about the word eons. Okay. Uh, 
I was playing cards one time with, I don't remember what game we were playing. I think it was, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it was not my turn. It was somebody else's turn. And a third party said, oh my God, will you please start, stop. Will you please take your turn? You're taking an eon to take your turn. And the person whose turn it was says, well, don't use you. Don't use big words with me. The guy says it was three <laughs> letters. Three, three letters. <laughs> I, I would say like don't don't be using like, you know, I don't know, fancy, level five fancy vocabulary. Words. That, that, yeah. That's level like that's level five vocabulary. Let's keep it to level twos and threes here, right? Level fives. There you go. There you, there you go. go. I like big words. Yeah, I like the <laughs> big words. <laughs> oh boy! All right, so TV time. Let's go. What do you think for the ratings? I mean, obviously, I gave it a five. Yeah, five. Um, what do the people say? Uh, are you asking or are you guessing? No, yeah, I'm guessing five. Sorry, guessing five. Oh, you're guessing five. Yes, yes, yes five. Sixty-seven percent of the people okay. said five. Okay. The people here, mm, what did they rate for a person? I feel like you said Wendy. I sure did. Um, the question is for people is, I feel like they should have said Wendy, but is there still a Marty bias? See, I, I overestimated the Marty bias last time. Are they even going to get what happened in that Wendy house? I sure as hell didn't get it the first time. You know, I know, I didn't I either. Like, yeah, I, so I, like, <laughs> um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They know it, they're reading it, they, they know it. The people said Wendy, I say Wendy. Boom. Well, you got me right and you got yourself right, but you did not get the people right. Hey, Marty. So, no. What, really? What's a Ruth? It was Ruth. Sixty-four percent said Ruth. That is that is that is because they didn't understand the Wendy thing in the final scene, and they yep. saw what Ruth did. It was like, yeah, kick yeah, his exactly. Butt. He deserves yep. it. Let's go. Kick him, That's... kick him right in the crotch, and throw him off top of the boat. Yep. That's yeah, a horse swaggle. Well, come on. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's rough. I I I I agree. That is I, a rough one. Like season three is not even root season at all. Like that's just the it, wrong season. Wrong you know, place, wrong it's time. it's it's not root season. Although she did win an Emmy for season three as well as season two, but it it is interesting to me. I'll tell you, uh, as much as I hated Cade, Cade made Ruth a much more interesting character, and with Hating no Cade, Cade around unpopular opinion for some but whatever we, we won't go down that listen Cade's okay. perished we, we don't want to keep invoking his name but if we're invoking names of great former characters of past seasons let's talk about Patty as well great character anyway okay that's sure it's just just you know Fantastic. just a related thought uh, how fitting that these two characters meet other demise very closely related to each other because extensively killing Patty killed Kate that's true so really that was both just you know their deaths were all in the same scene so fair enough uh, poetic so in a way. Is, there, anyway. <laughs> there is no poll yeah i guess so so there is no poll question at least as far as i can tell in season three no there's not so that was only a season two thing apparently so two or three that's always great to go got myself right got you right that's always i'm always happy to see that <laughs> okay. so do you always laugh whenever i do that whenever i'm talking about the ones i got right <laughs> Always well, laugh. I mean, you're guaranteed one out of three, which is no, the Hall of Fame average. That's I right. You mean, did get yourself wrong. I got one myself time. wrong the one time. Yeah, you got me to give me for the. I got two out of three, but I got myself wrong. So, <laughs> it's reliable. I'll give you that. Like, I'm probably pretty good about it. But you know, I think everyone makes mistakes time to time, even the simpler things. You know, you kind of overthink it. It's just mm-hmm. I tried my best, but okay. Yeah. 
All right. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for the non-spoiler section for us. Please do leave us five-star ratings and reviews. We do appreciate that. Please subscribe and please share the podcast around. That's how we grow the podcast. And we do appreciate that as well. Uh, feel free to email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know who won the pick a side segment. We'd love to hear how much I beat Kurt by. So uh, let us Baby know. Dreams. <laughs> and uh, we will look forward to talking to you next week when we cover episode two civil union but if you are brave enough to stick around for the spoiler section please do so because the spoiler section starts now kurt welcome i've been spoiled what do you mean you've been spoiled Season four uh, spoilers? I, no, I haven't been spoiled. <laughs> okay, I was like, wait, what do you already oh, mean? Like you're pleased with what you've seen? So here, here's yes. some spoilers for you. Right? Okay, ready? Some spoilers. Wyatt, yes. Darlene, they're gonna become a couple. Like sensible. Disgusting. Boom. Disgusting. Yeah, that's, you see, little, you see a little tidbit I snuck in there in the episode. Like I'm very excited to see what's gonna happen. <laughs> yes, I, I did. Not very excited. Like, boom, there you go. Um, yes, that's, a, <laughs> that's ben, the first. Wait, sorry, what? Yeah, ben, Ben's coming next episode. He, yeah, he comes so in episode two. Episode. Yeah, yeah. So Ben's yeah, coming. So that's in. another. We'll, we'll start with the Ben scene, which actually kind of yeah. Like the it's a scene. very like another. It's like the most disorienting of disorienting openings. It's like yeah, you know, the Mason. Who the, the is Mason this man? And why is yeah. he so angry? It's like the the Mason going into the robbery. At least we kind of knew who Mason was. I think we'd only seen him in one other episode at that point, but we we had the, the tools to know him, right? Yeah. Uh, the This this uh, opening with the the drug war, like they told us we were in Mexico, you know that the cartel odds are operating out of Mexico, so you kind of have an idea that this probably has to do with the cartel. Alright, fine. This this next opening is like going to be the most disorienting one we've had. Yeah, a substitute teacher just starts smashing phones. Yeah, but we we don't forget about it, do we? No, no, yeah, I still remember it. So let's get on them. It kind of makes me want to ask. Oh, I mean, I guess I'll save it for next week. A question related to teachers and feelings of phones, but well, yeah, okay. we said that for next. I'll answer that. Now. Yeah, when does Marty get kidnapped? Is that episode three? It it's it's at the end. It's at the end. It's extensively kidnapped. I think. Oh, well, <laughs> I think you call I mean, kidnapping. I'm, He's yeah. taking against his will. I don't. I don't think that I yeah I'm trying to look at the episode titles because headphones I think it's episode three Kevin Crony was here I think it's at the end because it's definitely at the end of a yeah so yeah because in boss yeah yep mm -hmm, yeah because he's captured at the end of three yeah because I appreciate yeah just yeah end of three is captured so four is the whole story of it yeah yeah that's and so that means we actually don't don't see Ario Speedwagon until episode three. So this guitar is made even worse by the fact that we actually don't see them until episode three. Can't tell the future versus cell though. It's all about the future. That's what they foretell. So. I'm telling you, the symbols where we look at them too rigidly. So. They tell the past, how, present, future. How long do we have with Sue? A while. I think it's at least till oh. I think it's during the falling out with Helen, or at least right before the falling out with Helen. Okay. Right. Well, well it's, the it's, answer the correct answer to the correct the correct answer to that question is not long enough. But <laughs> so like more seven, eight. All right. Episodes, okay. It's probably when definitely past halfway, certainly. But yeah, I think All it'll right. be um because because that's when they're falling out. I think it's during like right before they fall out, is my presumption. 
I, I'm I trying to remember what remember. triggers them to go. I I think Helen. Oh, was the trying car. To out... The car yeah. triggers them to go kill her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Love that car. It's a, it's awesome. That, that's 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 so, that's so, so does she. Yeah. Uh, such a, such a great. Oh, she's a great character. I love her. Uh, I think. Do we get Maya in the next episode, or is it episode three where we first meet Maya? I don't know. I surely she'll be in the third one because she, you know, Marty yeah, comes to the deal with yeah, her. She, but. Yeah, she's definitely in the third one. I think maybe we get Maya and Ben in the next episode. I feel like we do. I feel like we should get Maya before she cracks Marty. Yeah. And by the way, Ben, I think shows up at a slot machine. I think that's, you know, oh, like your entry point. He's just he's just You're... sliding up. I think that that yeah, whoever I think Marty on the surveillance sees Ben at a slot machine. I thought you were talking about like Sam, how they eventually get him to like start gambling there. I was like, oh, did, oh my did god, I forgot episode? about I forgot about that. I I don't know when that is. That's uh, that's hysterical. I have no idea when that is. I, I think that's later on. Oh, they have it throughout like a large part of the season of just him gambling. He's kind of worried about. It. He's like, oh, I don't know about this one, but yeah. on he goes. Uh. Yeah. I think if there's anything, Kansas City Mob is going to be fallout for this. It, this is going to start fueling what'll be the, what'll eventually get Ruth to turn in terms of like, Marty's not going to fight back for her. Darlene will, right? And obviously, what happens with Ben, will, uh, yeah. I think be the straw that broke the camel's back. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't have anything else specific that I want to talk about. Do, no. do the spoiler yeah. section any any term that we're looking out for like it was gold coast in season two and redneck in season one i don't think there's any term that we look out for here in this season casino we'll keep an ear out casino jeez <laughs> we'll, we'll, spot we'll the keep, casino what it means yeah we'll, we'll keep an ear out in this one uh for, for that for for some connective tissue throughout the season maybe something to do with uh, there must be a word that they, I wonder if there's a word they're using for um, Wendy uses when she's talking about planning for the future or like a, just the idea of expansion. I don't, I don't know. What's the I last episode called? The last episode of the season? I have no yeah, idea. Do you have it? I don't, I, I don't have it like readily available. That's all right. That's no, I'm not worried about it. Anyway, well, I mean, well, we'll now keep an ear out. Up. Okay, go for it. Gonna... So we'll keep, but we'll keep an ear out uh and see if we can identify a common thread like redneck or gold coast oh i remember this title it's all in mr sal i'm all, all in. in all in but you know who's not all in who i don't know how it's gonna finish that sentence petty he is paris langmores they're kind of real split up here yep they're dying breed so. I guess but hopefully so. the listeners are all in Oh, I know I'm all in. I surely am too. <laughs> all in for the next nine episodes. And hopefully very shortly after that, we'll be ready to go with the next seven. Anyway, that's all we have to say about this episode. We're looking forward to talking about episode two, Civil Union, next week. We gave you all the information before. So thank you for listening. And we'll Civil Union with you next week. <laughs> <laughs>